everybody. Welcome back to Grounded on this terrible, horrible, chilly, cold winter morning. It's like three degrees, minus two on my way over here. Welcome to Grounded. I'm Craig, and sitting across to me wearing his Justin Bieber beanie is... Brandon. Here he is. It's not a Justin Bieber beanie. Dude, but, might as well be. It looks just like it. But, but cold? Cold is, is an understatement. Word. Yeah, it's That's more not, than cold. That doesn't do it justice. No. Cold is like 25. I sent a Snapchat out this morning of me with this um, Carthart little toboggan thing on. It, it had a face mask built in. And it had one, I had the one degree, yeah. like in the face mask. I had a couple people message me back like they thought I was running. The one guy was like, you're crazy. I'm like, I'm just took, I'm just taking my dog out. <laughs> it was brutal. And I ain't it running was, to this stuff. No. I got no. a treadmill in my house. I'm not running no. in one degree weather. No. I mean, you don't even want to walk to your car in this weather. I mean, no. let alone, I went out to get my trash can and <laughs> brought it up and thought my fingers were going to fall off. It was that, they were stinging. I can't imagine being stuck out in this weather in, um, you know, at least the sun's out, right? That's nice. At least nice. the sun's out. That's nice. Um, my parents are getting snow right now. Really? Yeah. Talk to my mom. She can't even see the mountain behind their house because the snow's coming down so fine. Mm, I'm, you know what? To get like oh. one to three inches. Oh gosh, I'm so glad I'm not there. I wish I was there. I, mm. If it's gonna be cold, we might as well get snow. Let's, okay, can we just go straight, straight to summer here? Can we just go right there? I'm, Bees will buzz. <laughs> All right. So Olaf. yeah, I don't know if it was you. Somebody sent me this uh, thing from Key West. Were these little sand, uh, sand snowmen that said zero percent chance of snow? Yeah, I'm like, exactly. That's where I need West. to be. <laughs> exactly. I told somebody today. I said um, a friend of mine. I text. I said, "Hey, um, I'm ready to either move to Key West or move on to heaven." And he texted me back and he said, "Why don't you head on to heaven? There's too many liberals in Key West." <laughs> <laughs> nice. I was like, "Nice call on that." Nice. I'm talking the weather, not the liberals. So. Exactly. <laughs> But anyway, here we set. We are drinking. Uh, speaking of your mom, mm-hmm. uh, we are drinking coffee that she has provided for us. Yeah. And I guess they brought it up the last time they, they were here. Maybe, no, or... she sent it home with me from from Christmas. Okay, so we um, we have uh, coffee, and it's not not normally what we drink. No, it's because I'm usually different. I don't drink flavored coffee. But I'll be honest with you, this is very good. So it, tell us what I see a big paw print on that. So, so yeah, so this is um, it was a fundraiser. For Allegheny Highlands Music Department, and so it was, it was a fundraiser for the music department um, at the school system she works in. My uh, brother-in-law actually is the the band director there, and um, it is chocolate raspberry. You know what? It's not bad. It is not bad. And um, you know what it, helps it? A shot of espresso by Lava Panther Black Rifle. Black Rifle. Lava, so Lava that Panther. does help. But uh, we had uh, Willie, uh, one of our elders, was in here this morning, and he sat and talked to us for, I don't know, 45 minutes or so, and he had a cup of coffee. And he was a little unsure. We made him the guinea pig. We he, made him he the guinea pig. But he liked drink. it. Yeah. He, uh, he liked it. So um, while we're talking about it, it's a chocolate raspberry, mm-hmm. and um, I taste more raspberry. raspberry than I do chocolate, but I do taste chocolate. A little bit. But the raspberry is um, overtakes it. Yeah. You know what would be nice? A chocolate cherry. If you like chocolate-covered cherries, I bet mm-hmm. that would be good. Yeah, you know what? Waffles would be good with us, too. Oh, they would. My waffles. daughter was making waffles when I left the house this morning. Really? Mm-hmm. Well, you made waffles one day. Remember we had um, – oh, yeah, we had sir- we had uh, maple syrup. Maple syrup. Jason, Jason from uh, Indiana yep. Sim. So, yeah, anybody who wants to give us maple syrup, <laughs> we're beggars. We're, we're, we're not I mean, choosy. I mean, we, we'll, yeah. take, we'll take whatever. We'll so. eat possum candy canes. 
gravy candy canes. Speaking of that, um, yeah. we did possum last week. Mm-hmm. Thank you guys for putting up with that. Mm-hmm. Got a lot of comments about that, even yesterday. A few there people was, tried the possum we, candy cane yeah. and were as disgusted about it as we were. As we were trying it, and here's the thing—they thought we were divas. Yeah, and here's the thing: like uh, Logan and Michelle were in here, and uh, there was an open one. He moved it over to where you're sitting now because it's just a few feet away. And I came in here during the service to watch you, so I wouldn't have to go up front and do it. So I'm watching you again, and I was, I keep smelling that. I'm like, what is that smell? And I look down, there's that candy cane unwrapped. That thing is. Nasty. You thought it was Logan's armpits, didn't you? I thought it was something. Right? I didn't know what it was. So, but today it's not possum. <laughs> it's not. It's called um, gravy. It's just gravy. That's the. It's the one on the top. So it's called gravy, gravy candy canes, and I don't know if there's any description with this whatsoever. But let's see. Um, it says no lumps. Yeah, old fashioned gravy candy canes. Um, yeah, no lumps. Um. Made in China, so you know it's got to be legit there. Um, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so anyway. All right. Before we try this, though, I was on uh, Facebook last night. I was surfing. Okay. And um, I came across a video okay. of a guy. It, it was a, a candy store. It was an older, like 100-some-year-old candy store. Okay. They've been doing can- their candy canes there the exact okay. same way for, like, however many years. Okay. They were do- rolling these candy canes by hand. Like, there was no machines. They were pulling them by hands, all that stuff. That was an amazing really like process to watch. And this guy was – there was a big crowd gathered around, so he was kind of walking them through talking, and he was making jokes, and it was, it was pretty funny. Okay, so I just found – the description for the gravy candy canes online. <clears throat> yes. It's actually from the, did you read it? No. Okay. You ready? Before we taste this, it says, I think we, I think we've made a very gravy mistake is what they said. All right. Whatever. Gravy candy wow. canes are here to save Christmas the same way that actual gravy saves dry turkey. No matter how bad a holiday meal is, you can always count on gravy to cover everything up and make it all better. They're, they're all right about that. Mm-hmm. This is a set of, uh, six, um, Tall, gravy-flavored candy canes with brown and white stripes that will improve all the other parts of the holidays. Every time you get suckered into a difficult conversation with an inebriated relative. That happens in travels quite a bit, doesn't it? <laughs> Just taste on the savory goodness of the gravy candy cane and your troubles will melt away. Okay, so there's the description on that. What do you think? Well, I think that makes it sound pretty delicious, but um, just based off of the smell. Okay, we opened them up before the podcast because you know, you know, candy canes are wrapped. They're yeah, like, we didn't want to be. Like, yeah, we didn't want to sound like a, a rat. Yeah. So, um, mine broke though. I lost some of it. But anyway, uh, we smell it. Here we go. It it kind of smells like the possum one, but not, not as bad. As, it's not as potent. Yeah, it's not, it's as, not strong. as funky as the possum. Funky, a good word. Yeah, but um, yeah, it's. I'm not quite sure. It is brown. It is and white. Mm-hmm. Okay, so here we go. We're gonna try the gravy candy canes. At the count of three. Okay. One, two, three. Well. I'm not, I'm, I am not, um, what do you call it? I'm not grossed out. No, disgusted was going to be my word. I'm not disgusted no. either. Oh. It's not bad. I don't taste gravy. I do taste, almost taste a little bit of licorice. 
I t- yeah. I like licorice. You know what? I think the gri- on a scale from one to ten, ten being the best and one being the absolute worst, I'm going to rate the gravy candy cane around a six or seven. I was going to say six or seven myself. On a scale from one to ten, one being the absolute dreadful worst and one or ten being the absolute best, I'm going to rate the possum candy cane at probably a Negative minus nineteen six or seven. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not bad. Yeah, he's um. He's going to town on his gravy candy cane. So again, Allison Clark, thank you so much for thank the you, second week in a row on the gravy c- candy canes. So if you guys find any more disgusting or <laughs> crazy candy canes, uh, we're more willing to try those. No, we're not. We're not. <laughs> you know, they actually don't go bad with the uh, chocolate raspberry coffee. Do they? What do you think? No, they actually uh, in, intensified the uh, raspberry flavor. Because when I had the possum candy cane and I took a drink of coffee last week, um, it was almost like, um, you know. It was brutal. You pulled that out of the dirt or the mud or something. It was absolute, absolutely terrible. So, so yeah, gravy candy canes. I think you guys would like them. I think there would be um, – I think I think there would be a hit. So the next time you're at a holiday event or Christmas party or whatever, and you're sitting next to an inebriated relative, exactly. grab your gravy candy cane and trot off to the to another room and enjoy yourself. <laughs> inebriated. That's, that was funny. That's funny. <laughs> funny stuff. Yeah. So uh, you got to finish that? Probably not. <clears throat> it wasn't bad though. I'm, I'm more of a fan of the peppermint. Yeah, but I wasn't for sure what to think about that. Me neither. Yeah, me neither. It's okay. We have another. Um, we have another possum. We have a couple nope. possums left over. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> I uh, gave one yesterday to Molly Nauman, and while they were sitting in church, and she passed it over to Ben, and then she sent you a picture, Snapchat or something of it. It was sitting on the Bible. I was sitting on the Bible in the pew in yep. front of her. After church, she told me she could smell the thing all through church. <laughs> yeah, she told me that too. She was like, it was very hard to stay concentrated. <laughs> It's disgusting. It was very disgusting. <laughs> and then watching Sue Federer like give bits and pieces to people out in the hallway. Oh yeah, was crazy. She's like, "Here, try this. <laughs> try this." Are you? Cold? And then seeing people. Am I? Are cold? Your ears cold? Uh-uh. Okay. Not now. <laughs> you have no idea what I'm looking at right now. <laughs> if I take it off, then you're just gonna make fun of how flat my hair is. <laughs> that is flat. I told you. It was toasty under there, though. It was. You I could have taken a nap. Yeah, right. So, um, anyway, that was good, good stuff. So, um, hey, uh, good job yesterday. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing what you pull out of your hat for this coming Sunday when it's up to holiness and grace. So. Yeah, I'm not preaching this Sunday. You're not? No, that'd be you, buddy. No, I'm gone this weekend. I'm bull. <laughs> I need to stick a candy cane back in my mouth. <laughs> I was originally supposed to be gone this past weekend. You were. And it was we, good to have you here, though. It was actually fun to be here because I'm never really here when you speak. So it was. I'm right. usually watching you on the live stream. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was actually very uh, good to um, to actually be here. I sat down in the front row in the first service. So. Thank you for not throwing tomatoes. I did not. Um, or possum candy canes. Exactly. So that was good. I was supposed to be gone. I was supposed to be in uh, Pennsylvania in uh, Verona. I think Verona. Uh, Pennsylvania, and we were supposed to go. My um, Verona. Yeah. So, um, but I still wasn't feeling a hundred percent, and I'm feeling better still, yep. getting better every day. But just you know, didn't really feel like doing that, and so mm. uh, making the trip. I don't blame you. Six hour trip by myself. Right. So, um, didn't feel like doing twelve hours in the car by myself, and 
So I decided to, to hang back, and um, I was glad I did. So yeah. the weather was dismal yesterday. We were about uh, half of what we normally are, but right? still good spirit. Great. It was. Uh, it I was. thought the people that were here sang, and um, they were engaged. Mm-hmm. And um, so I uh, thought you did great on the sermon and Thank you. Uh, talking about um, community and living in community. And uh, it's amazing because um, I think we've hit on, we kind of touched a little bit on Right. Uh, I think those things go hand in hand. With our vision statement. Exactly. You yeah. pointed that out. And I'm like, wow. We're here like three out of the five. Right. Um, in, the, in the last two weeks. So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I, I do kind of like the sermon series of, of taking, uh, you know, take a leap. Right. Take a leap in, you know, unity. Mm-hmm. Um, take a leap in community. And I, and the, those things that we talked about, we can talk about here in a minute, um, which I think is very, um, the the thing that you have to realize is this is uh the word we always use is intentional you have to be intentional about unity you have to be intentional Absolutely. about living in community right because yep. you yep. can isolate yourself and not live in community and you can right. isolate yourself and guess what happens when you isolate you're not going to live in unity either. correct so it's amazing that community and unity are kind of they, they carry the same word right and um so i thought it, I thought you did a really good job um, laying that out, and um, and you know I'm just going to say it, get it off the table, get it off the plate. Um, you were under time. I was under. That time. was annoying because I so bad wanted to turn around, yeah. and uh, you're over time. Yesterday I told you I said you weren't under time, but it felt like it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was. Uh, you were five and like what was it five thirty or something the first. Uh, first and I was hour, still or, under second, like, like by two. two something, just under three. Dude, if I'm, I'm usually over mm-hmm. by a minute, like the first hour, and then I'm like six minutes and over six that. or seven. So, well, and then I've got to pick up the I've pieces. Have I been seven before? I don't probably. <laughs> then I have to pick up the pieces. Like, well, how do we? You know what? Who cares? Yeah, and that's the thing because um, here's the thing. I, this is what I told you yesterday. When God's spirit oh, starts to move, what? Nothing. I can't hold it back. I can't. I'm not going to say no. God, Brandon doesn't want me to go over time. See what happens if I sing, you know, six songs instead of that's different, four. bro. That's different. That's the different, Holy yeah. Spirit in that, right? <laughs> yeah, okay. I always tell him my pre ramble, which we call it before I start the sermon. That doesn't count against me. Pretty much by pre ramble, he means complaining about the weather, <laughs> and uh, and my prayer doesn't count. Against but me. my prayers count against me. Exactly, because it's all in the time. Where does your prayers go then? They they go to God. <laughs> and mine don't. <laughs> no, anything past four minutes, anything past four minutes, God shuts off. He's like, I do not accept that. Yeah, you're done, Brandon. You're done. <laughs> you're two minutes over. <laughs> oh, goodness. Oh, yeah, right. So mm-hmm. that's, the, that's the joys of um, being a worship minister and um, having to deal with a uh, senior uh, minister who doesn't really understand time. Joys? The joys. Is that, is yeah. that what we call I it? I bet joys. you're not the only one that has to deal with that. I am sure I'm not. <laughs> we, I should start a Facebook group, like a support group. <laughs> support group. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> ministers who don't count their time. Oppressed, <laughs> oppressed worship ministers <laughs> yeah. of America. Dude, that's why you make the big box. So oh, I mean, yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, before we get into this, mm-hmm. um, he has mentioned his lunch plans today. Oh, yeah. Not, not really sure what's going on. He's mentioned roosters. Mm-hmm. He's got Christian with him Got today. Christian with me today. We're having a guy's day. Yeah. So Chris, uh, Christian's with him. So they've mentioned roosters. 
He mentioned um, some kind of um, pizza. Where's that at? Giordano's. That's over. It's out of Chicago. I've actually had Giordano's in Chicago, um, but there's one over on Polaris. Okay. It's so really good. There's that. And he also, B-dubs was mentioned. Uh, Christian loves B-dubs. Like, and then I B-dubs anytime. And then I mentioned um, the GNR, and his mm-hmm. face kind of lit up. Yeah, he he's excited about that. So I think I'm going to make him pick between GNR and Giordano's. We're going to go with one of the Gs. That would be good. That would be good. Because you can do roosters anytime. Roosters and B-dubs. It's like... I haven't done B-dubs in a while. Yeah. It's okay. He loves it. It's not bad. It's okay. It'd be yeah. better if he had a gift card and he could take me. <laughs> exactly. I'm just saying. <laughs> oh, my God. So, yeah, we'll see what happens. The girls are, are off doing girl things and getting nails done and stuff like that. Shocked you're not with them. Well, you know, I could go for a pedicure. I know. You, oh, here After we go. After all my running, you know? Oh, my. It, That's tell you how many miles I've got in the first 14 days of the year? Yeah, let me guess. You've got, um, you know, don't, don't tell me. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking. It's I'm all thinking. treadmill miles. I, I know. I know, but hold on. Hold on. Um, it's too cold to run outside. Okay. Um, let me think here now. Um, 42. Nope. 59. Nope. 100. Less. 99. Less. 90. Less. It's 80. Less. 70. Higher. 75. This is like the price is right. It 75. Is. Really? 75 yeah. miles. It's like the yodeler. Yodeler. <laughs> I love the price is right. I did too. I love Bar- Bob Barker. Oh, I know. Oh my gosh. We could go into Bob Barker all day. We could. Yeah, um, 75 miles this year. 75 miles. Okay. Um, in two weeks. That's pretty good. Guess how many, um, guess how many I've got. Oh, let this me year see. In the last 14 days. Oh, 0.3. You were, if, if you said zero, I would have been closer. You're closer. I went over? You went over. Oh. Do, 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 do. <laughs> right? <laughs> right. Oh, I'm sorry you didn't win the new car. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. No, so I'm just now starting to feel better. I did tell you I did get to the gym. You did. A couple days last week, and I had not worked out like in two weeks. Mm-hmm. And so. I could barely uh, raise my arms one day because you know how it is. Normally, not like that, but right. it was because you just haven't been using those right, muscles. Right, right. So they've been dormant and sleeping, <laughs> trying to recover. But. Yeah, Allie and I decided we were going to start doing push-ups, mm, or not push-ups, sit-ups every few nights, every couple nights. It started off as like, "Hey, let's do this every night," and we haven't done it every night. But um, we did fifty the other night. And you know how that is, like when you don't do that for a yeah. long time, and then you do, it's like right. your stomach hurts forever. Oh yeah, like, what you did start I do? convulsing and starts like cramping. Right? And, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, I know. Yeah, but um, oh, well, I was going to say that Scott and um, Jocelyn did a good job. Yesterday. They did. Scott, yeah. Jocelyn, Linda, Jeff, thank you. Yeah, they did a great job, and um, so that was good. And um, um cold day, people out, but. Yeah, we did. Oh, I, I, we had more people out than I thought. Yeah, We'd venture out in this cold. I thought it was just going to be me and you at one point, right? Exactly. Yeah, but it was beyond that. So, but yeah, I liked. The, I, I enjoyed the sermon yesterday. I love the way you started off with the Impala, um, not the car. No, the car. I, I. You liked the car. Liked the you car. liked the car. I know you did. But because yeah. uh, here's the thing with the Impala, um, you can actually go all four feet off four wheels off the ground. And um, that thing's going to hit. Kind of like Duke's a hazard. It yeehaw, yeah, right, right? exactly, yeah. yeah. But that was a good way to start it off. Yeah, no, and I, and I found that online about the the African Impala, Impala, Impala. Impala. It's, Impala is the car. Impala is the animal. Right. Um, but anyways, you know, talking about the idea of, of take a leap, 
And um, and I still I started off with that analogy of you know the fact that the African impala can jump to a height of over ten feet high. It can cover a distance of greater than thirty feet. That's ten yards. Okay. But these creatures can be kept in an enclosure in any zoo with just a three foot high wall. And the reason is is the animals won't jump if they can't see where their feet are going to land. And I think we're a lot like that. Yeah, we are. You know, we say we want to take that leap. We we say we're going to trust God. We're going to, you know, go wherever he wants us to go, do whatever he wants us to do. But then when the going gets tough and when he's like, okay, leap. Yeah. When he's like, hey, get out of the boat. Let's walk on the water. Right. We're like, eh, what about this instead? Well, that would be the thing is like, hey, God wants us to do this, but I can't see how much that's going to cost. Oh, exactly. How How's that going to happen? Right. Um, how, how am I going to be able to do this? Um, so we don't know where the landing point is. Right. And again, it goes back to the whole thing that we talked about for the last, what, several weeks mm-hmm. when we've done this is the, you know, the Indiana Jones when he goes yep. to, you know, take that step to go into that yep. bridge. You, here's the thing when you're following God, you don't know the, the right. step. You Maybe you can't see the whole place that you're going to land right right you have to trust god that you're going to land and that's the word that it comes down to you know even even when you are unsure and god's like hey i've got you you have to trust it all comes down to trust okay how hard is that though it's seriously diff- think about oh, how hard it's difficult. this is i mean how hard is it for you how hard is it for me i mean it's, it's hard because you gotta you have to it, it goes beyond your words at this point this is action, right? I mean, yes. taking a leap mm-hmm. is action. Right. This is not about, hey, I'm talking theology, I'm talking Bible, I'm talking, you know, the gospel. This is actually, at this point, when you take a leap, you have moved from talk to walk. Right. To action. And so you have to act. Exactly. And a lot of times we fail to act because mm-hmm. our fear, anxieties, laziness, uh, afraid. I, I don't know. Right. Um, and I think when you, the, if you look at the African Impala, um, he doesn't take that jump. Why? Because he's afraid. Mm-hmm. He doesn't know what's going to happen. He's unsure. He's skittish. Yep. Yeah. And that's what we. You're 100 yeah. percent correct. That was a great way um, to start that out. I think that was good. Yeah, and and it reminded me too, just that idea of taking a leap of Simon Peter. You know, and, and Simon Peter gets a bad rap in that situation. And I'm not going to read that whole section of scripture, but you know where Jesus comes out walking on the water. Right. The disciples are in the boat. They're buffeted by the waves, yeah. and and they're freaked out because they see him. They think it's a ghost, and he's like, "No, it's me. Don't be afraid." And Peter's like, "Hey, if it's really you, then call to me, and I'll walk to you on the water just like you you are." And Peter's like, or Jesus is like, "Yes, come." And you know, Peter gets out of the boat, and knowing knowing Simon's knowing Peter's demeanor. I don't think he was very skittish about it. When Jesus said, yes, come, I kind of imagine that Peter was like, all right, let's do this. And he jumps. He takes a leap over the side of the boat. He begins to walk on the water, and then he gets distracted by the wind and the waves. It starts to sink, and, and Jesus saves him. But that's not what I wanted to focus on. I wanted to focus on the fact that we need to be like Peter. We need to have the faith to trust Jesus, unlike the other 11 who stayed in the boat. Yeah. And, you know, Peter may get a bad rap there, but I, I honestly, I commend Peter because, yeah, he got distracted for a few minutes. He took his eyes off Jesus for, for a second, but he had the faith to get out of the boat where the other 11 didn't. Yeah, and, um, you know, it's a um, it's very hard sometimes to to take that, to literally take the step mm-hmm. um, to take a leap to do that. And, I mean, we're not just talking about, you know— um, tiny things either we're talking about right. you know forgiveness um, right. we're talking about you know 
um, asking for forgiveness, giving forgiveness. We're asking, you know, we're talking about, you know, following God in tough areas of our life, standing right. up against like the culture. We're talking about, you know, when when you go to work and somebody else is talking, you know, cultural things, or you go to a family get together mm-hmm. and somebody's mm-hmm. talking cultural things, and you don't agree, but you just kind of go along with it, just to go along. And I mean, I haven't said this for a year or more, but you go along to get along. Right. I I don't know how that really works to be um to be a Christian. I think sometimes we're afraid to take that leap to take a stand um because we're not sure how that's going to work out. Correct. And so we we kind of we kind of stay in our zone right safely. where it's comfortable. Yeah. yeah. And that's a that's a terrible thing. I love uh, in verse 31 I love Jesus's uh reaction where it says he reached out and grabbed him and says you have so little faith why do you doubt me? Mm-hmm. Which is really the point it is why do you doubt me it wasn't anything that simon was doing no it was jesus why do you doubt me so mm-hmm. think about this for your own self why do you doubt me so if you're having problems with like say forgiveness unforgiveness or whatever i mean right. uh, marital issues um kid things uh if you're having a i mean i don't know sometimes we have problems forgiving ourselves i don't right. know I, I i mean think of jesus saying why you have so little faith mm-hmm. why do you doubt me that i can do what i said i can do for you right and sometimes it's just you and me releasing that and uh, i think sometimes uh, me if i'm wrong we try to we overthink things right um, we overthink things to the point where we don't really give God our complete trust. Exactly. Yeah. Cause we're still in control of right. that. So, right. but yeah, really good. Yeah. Really good. So, so we started off talking about, um, just this idea of living in community functioning as the body of Christ. And, um, I said, a lot of times we tend to come to church and we focus on ourselves. Yes. We're very selfish and, and we, we come well, and we, maybe you're just checking a box. It's like, okay, right. I, I'm, being here for my hour, that's all I'm giving that to God for the week. Or we get frustrated when the songs don't make us feel a certain way, or we get right. maybe um frustrated when we don't get anything out of the sermon. Um, but the church, the body of Christ, is so much more than preaching or music or prayers or anything else that we do right on a Sunday morning right. because we are the body of Christ. It's right. all about glorifying God and you talked about that last week and I loved how the, that kind of I, I didn't necessarily plan for those to go hand in hand right. from your um, sermon on unity into this idea of community but at the end of the day it's really all about glorifying God and if we're glorifying God we will live in community the way that He wants us to. And, I mean think about this whole statement of glorifying God and le- I know we talked about this last week so we won't spend much time on it but um, glorifying God that's in everything right right, right. I mean I, I, I personal talk, it's easy to say glorify God but yeah. Church. When I get mad, when mm-hmm. something goes wrong, when I'm on the road, when I'm right, when somebody makes a comment about something, you know, how am I going to glorify God? What's the best way that I'm? That's the way that I think that we need to look at this. And and, and I'm going to be really brutally honest with mm-hmm. myself and with you. Um, over the last um, say two and a half, three months, that's been one of my focuses of life. How do I glorify God? Right. And so, how do I glorify God? Sometimes it's going against me. Going against my personality, going against my, do I need to make a comment on this? Do I need to step in and do something? Right. I'm going to glorify God and let God be God mm-hmm. and let people see God through me and through sometimes my reaction because I'll be honest with you, as you well know, I haven't always glorified God by my mm-hmm. reactions or my comments. Or I don't know that any of us like have. That. But, um, but glorifying God is, is like the top thing in our life. We just don't do, like you said, we don't do that just here in this building. Right. 
Sometimes I think it's what we, we think. We think right. And then we go to, like, we go, we take our kids to, you know, um, basketball or baseball or football or whatever they do, soccer, whatever. And then we're on the sidelines yelling, yelling like a maniac. And, and yeah. like, we're like, oh, that guy's supposed to be, quote, a Christian. Mm-hmm. Um, so how's that glorify God? Right. Yeah, it's like, it, it goes so beyond. It's not glorifying God and it also hurts your witness exactly. for God. So yeah, and the part of being living in community to help each other do that is 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 huge. So mm-hmm. um anyway, I'll let you get back to your talk. Oh, you're fine. No, that's that's good stuff. Um but yeah, the the truth is that we need each other. We are created for community. Ecclesiastes 4, 9 through 12. And I said yesterday, it's like this the section of scripture is used a lot of times during weddings. You know, a man and a woman come together and they read this. It's like, you know, two are better than one. The truth is, is that this applies to us as the mm-hmm, body of Christ mm-hmm. as well. It says two people are better off than one for they can help each other succeed. If one person falls, the other can reach out and help. But someone who falls alone is in real trouble. Likewise, two people lying close together can keep each other warm. But how can one be warm alone? A person standing alone can be attacked and defeated, but two can stand back to back and conquer. Three are even better, for a triple-braided cord is not easily broken. It's mm. a good verse. And so we were created to, to be, be there for each other. Yep. We were created and for to, unity. And not to be loose, but to be tightly together. Correct. Right? Correct. Um, right, because if, if yeah, if, if you're like, oh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm here, I'm in community. Right. Are you really, or are you merely in proximity? Which is your quote. Yeah. You want to read it? Sure. Dave, um David Spangler, right? Yep. Spangler. Uh, he says, some people think they are in community, but they are only in proximity. True community requires commitment and openness. Mm. It's a willingness to extend yourself to encounter and know the other. That's actually a very good defin- definition, and I love the first part of that. You think you're living in community, but you're only in proximity. Right. And I think that sometimes we like proximity. Right, yeah. Can I be honest with you? Being present doesn't mean that you are living in community yeah we don't like to go below the surface sometimes because i don't really want you to know what's going on you know and all that and that that statement actually goes really good i think with the next uh passage of scripture because you have acts 2 44 Mm -hmm. through 47 he says and all the believers met together in one place and they shared everything that they had now i'm gonna stop there for a second when's the last time we've shared everything we had with everybody right i mean Mm. I've been doing this for a long time, and this is tough. Okay, now here's the next verse. 45. They sold their property and possessions, and they shared the money with those in need. Okay, so I'm going to make this related to you and me. When's the last time I sold some of my baseball memorabilia, mm. or you sold something like guitar or something, mm-hmm. so we can help somebody in need who who's in the body of Jesus Christ? Right. Mm. Uh, right? I mean, I've donated things like baseball stuff to be auctioned to help somebody out. But actually selling a possession so somebody can have their – yeah. Yeah. This is this is heavy duty stuff, folks. Mm-hmm. This is this is convicting for me right here. I'm going to be honest with you. Verse 46. They worshipped together at the temple each day. They met at homes for the Lord's supper, and they shared their meals with great joy and generosity. I love that great joy. Mm-hmm. Verse 47. All the while, this is it, praising God and enjoying the goodwill of all the people. 
And each day the Lord added to their fellowship those who were being saved. Mm. I love this. All the while they were praising God. Yeah, now, exactly. if you look at praising and you look at all that, that's actually, you're not just praising God, but you're glorifying God. This is all to honor God. We're selling this. We're doing the Lord's Supper. We're fellowshipping. Correct. It's all about glorifying God yep. in our lives, and we're going to praise God for, for, for what he has done. And the last line is so awesome mm-hmm. and and in each day the lord added to their fellowship right those that were being saved right awesome that and we'll talk about that later but it doesn't say each day god added to their number no it didn't say each day you know they grew in number exactly but he added to their fellowship those who were being saved so when you start busting those verses down mm-hmm. and you look at that acts 2 44 through 47 is like what a four or five week sermon series could be literally mm-hmm. if you think about that i mean yep <laughs> yep there's so much there unbelievable so much unbelievable there. good verse though because yes. it's a very convicting verse but it that's the that's this is the the church of acts yep. and this is the church that is the first church mm-hmm. this is the church that we're supposed to quote follow that right this right. they set the example right. for us are we actually mm. uh, doing what they did I don't know. I don't, yeah. Well, not always. I'm not. No, no, absolutely not. Yeah. Good stuff. Um, I, I like the warning that Paul gives the church in Rome. He says, Romans 12, 3 through 5, because of the privilege and authority God has given me, I give each of you this warning. So he didn't even hold it back. He didn't sugarcoat it. He like, he's like, hey, I'm giving you this warning. So listen up. Don't think you are better than you really are. Okay. Can Ouch. I stop you there for a minute? What does that actually mean? Seriously. I think he's, as I read that, it's like, hey, you can't be prideful. Which prideful is the the um, the attitude of, um, I know more than you, I'm better than you, I've been a Christian longer than you. Um, is this a person, too, that has a hard time forgiving? I'm just asking. Is this a person who, like, talks a lot about, like, Bible theology, right. but they don't actually walk that? Right. Is that because if you if you're reading it and then living it, you're not going to think you're better than somebody right. else. Am I right? Yeah, I, I mean, didn't mean you, to stop you. Kinda, you no, but, you're good. It, it's almost it reminds me of like the Pharisees and right. what Jesus dealt with with them. Because then, go ahead and finish. You, he said, "Be honest in your good. yeah, be honest in your evaluation of yourself." That's I awesome. think that's so important because uh, you look at yourself. Who are you? We always how, think, how we always think we're better than we really are. But how hard is it to evaluate yourself? Mm, it's difficult. I mean, do you ever do you ever do a self assessment? Mm-hmm. Um, man, it's so hard. Very humbling, too. Yeah, he says measuring yourself by the faith God has given us. Mm-hmm. Just as our bodies have many parts and each part has a special function, function, so it is with Christ's body. We are many parts of one body, and we all belong to each other. Mm-hmm. And then on down a few verses, and we could have really just hung out in that section and and expanded that even more because there's more verses there that talk about the different parts of the body and how they function together and they function differently with different purposes but for the same purpose. Right. Um, And some of them are more glamorized and some of them aren't and some of them are hidden and some of them aren't. Right. And and so there's so much there. But on down in verse 16, he says, so, and, and this is so important, live in harmony with each other. And here it is again. Don't be too proud to enjoy the company of ordinary people. And don't think you know it all. Okay. And I said, on that one, I think Paul was writing that last sentence to me. 
Oh, don't I agree. Think you know I agree. Jocelyn 100%. apparently turned to Linda for service and said, would now be a bad time to say amen? No, it would have been great. <laughs> she should have shouted it out. Amen. Amen. Now, yeah, I mean, oh, man, here's the thing. And, and I, and I really hate to admit this. Um, the longer that you are a Christian and the more you do church, 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 church events and religious things and religious items, you have a tendency to think you know it all or that you're right. better than everybody else, that you've got your act more than together than anybody else. You know, we start pitting each other. We start judging ourselves by, you know, well, I'm better than Brandon. You know, right. I would never say that or I'd never do that. Or and uh, but the, the thing about it is, is that, you know, there's you know, we can talk about this stuff for all. We talked about oh, right. all the right. ramifications of this all day long. But the, the, the part of this is, is that the, it's. For you to live in community, mm-hmm. you have to be walking with God, humbly glorifying Him, and look at yourself in a right way. Right? Am I right? You cannot right. think I cannot think that I'm better than you mm-hmm. and everybody else just because I stand up and, and speak right. or preach or whatever. Think I know it all and I'm better than all these people. There's no way I'm going to live in community with everybody. Right. There's no way this can happen. Right? You you just can't do it. Now you can fake it, mm-hmm. but it's not going to be true. Uh, true, true community. Right. I don't think you know it all. Poof. That's that's a tough pill to swallow. It is. Um, and, and so then I went in and, and I started talking about kind of the idea before we got into the, mm-hmm. the five points that I that I brought up. I talked about the idea of what true community looks like. In in Luke chapter five, we read this account of this paralyzed man. In verse seventeen through twenty, it says. One day, one day, while Jesus was teaching, some Pharisees and teachers of religious law were sitting nearby. It seemed that these men showed up from every village in all Galilee and Judea, as well as from Jerusalem. And the Lord's healing power was strongly with Jesus. And here's the, the point that I wanted to make here. Some men came carrying a paralyzed man on a sleeping mat. They tried to take him inside to Jesus, but they couldn't reach him because of the crowd. So they went up to the roof and took off some tiles. Then they lowered the sick man on his mat down into the crowd right in front of Jesus. Seeing their faith, the friend's faith, Jesus said to the man, young man, your sins are forgiven. And then from there it goes on where the Pharisees are questioning him. Who who, who are you that you can forgive right, exactly, sins? And he's right. like, okay, to prove that I have the ability to forgive sins, I'll tell the man, get up, take your mat and walk. And he, the man gets up and he, he walks out of there. Yep. And Jesus heals him. And so I asked the question, was it this man's faith that allowed him to be healed on that day? No. It was the faithfulness, the persistency of his friends. Without them being persistent and showing up to that house, they could have showed up and said, you know what, bud? Hey, there's no way we're going to get you to Jesus. We'll Mm -hmm. have to try another day. Or maybe we can reach out to him and see if he can come to your house. The guy may have never been he may have been paralyzed the rest of his life, mm-hmm. but they, they showed up and they said, okay, plan A is down the drain. What's plan B? And they took him up to the roof and they started tearing off tiles, which couldn't have been, you know, pleasant for the homeowner. Oh, it was like, I, yeah. I can't imagine. He was like, hey, yeah, go ahead, guys. Kinda, yeah. Yeah. Just cut a hole in the roof. Yeah. I'll um, take care of it later. Exactly. But they, they were persistent mm-hmm. and they cared about their friend. And so I, I asked a question, am I willing to go out of my way? To care for others in the body. That's that's the that's a very good question. Am I willing to go out of my way? Sometimes. Am I willing to go out of my way? That's 
we never like to be inconvenienced. No. And I'm sure for those guys that day, it was probably an inconvenience. Mm-hmm. That's true. Maybe they were like, hey, if we get him healed, we don't have to carry him around everywhere. This is true. <laughs> an inconvenience again. I do have a question for you, though. Okay. What is this thing that I'm talking into? I know it's a mic, but what's this? Um, it, it's just a filter, a pop filter. Speaking of, does it smell like possum? Does your smell like possum? No. Mine kind of does. Anyway. You t- I rubbed the possum candy cane on I yours knew you while did you weren't that. looking. Dude, this is disgusting. Molly, just, help me out. <laughs> just like, kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, I, I do, I do like that, that part of where we're like, am I willing to go out of my way to care for others in the body? Because right. a lot of times we won't, we won't even uh, go three steps away right. if, it, if it's, a, if, if, if it gets in, in the way of what we want to do. And, um, I did like the way, um, you broke down the five ways that we live in community with each other though. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought, you know, this sounds so simple, but this is the most important thing you can do. Is pray it is. For, number one is pray for each other. Right. I mean, literally, pray for each other. And I, and I will have to tell you that over the last several months here at RCC, I have seen an enormous amount of prayer and praying for each other here at RCC. Have you seen that? Oh, absolutely. And you can tell that it's real. It's not fake. It's not people saying, hey, I'm praying for you. You literally know that people are praying for you. Exactly. And is, that's the Spirit of God. And that's why the Spirit of God is moving. Right. Um, so. And not just to pray for each other, but also to take... And I'm guilty of this so often of you know someone telling me something saying, hey, will you pray for me? Yeah, I'll pray for you. But how important is it for us to in that moment say... May I pray with you right now? Right. Saw that happened um, last week. You know, someone come up to Jocelyn and I, and um, they asked us to be in prayer for one of their friends who reached out to them. Um, they were going through a situation in their life, and and Jocelyn was like, "Let's pray right now," and just we bowed our heads right there, up in front of you know the church, and just mm-hmm. prayed right there after church. And and I think that's so important. To for them not only to know that yes they're they're going to be praying throughout the week right right but then to to say yeah let's pray about that right now. right oh yeah that's um, so important and, and so we are we are called to pray for each other and you're right it's the most important thing that we can do it, it may not be physically lowering our friend through a roof down right. in front of Jesus but it, it's one of the most important things James five sixteen says confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed the earnest prayer of a righteous person has great power and produces wonderful results. I think if a person reads that verse or hears that verse, you're like, oh, I'm, I don't know if I want to confess my sins and everything to everybody I meet. That's not what he's – I don't believe that's at all what he's right. saying. I'm saying – I'm thinking that, you know, somebody – you have a group of people that you are with and you trust. You can say, hey, I'm – I really need prayer for this. I'm struggling with this. And right. Somebody to help hold you accountable and not, and not hold you accountable in the way of like, I'm, I'm, I'm better than you, but in, in the sense of, Hey, this is a brother or sister in Christ who's struggling. They, they need, they need to be, what, what do you call it? They need to be led back to a place where right. they can get to a point right. of where they're serving God to, right. the, to their fullest. It's yeah. always about that, mm-hmm. right? It's always about that. Yes. Um, I like the verse in Colossians 1, 9 and 10. So we've not stopped praying for you since we first heard about you. We ask God to give you complete knowledge of his will and give you spiritual wisdom and understanding. Then the way you live will always honor and please the Lord, and your lives will produce every kind of good fruit. That's really good. All the while, you will grow as you learn to know God better and better. Yeah. It's all about that. It's so good. Everything points right back to yeah. God always. If, and if we're not doing it for God, with God in mind and glorifying God and God's the end or Christ, right. I don't know what we're doing. And I think this passage truly shows how important 
prayer is. It's not just something we do maybe when we wake up or right. before a meal or or before we go to bed. Um, but it's it's something that we can and should be doing mm-hmm. all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, no matter where we're at, no matter you know what we're doing, we can still pray right. to God. I pointed out we've been studying Colossians with the students, mm-hmm. um, with the youth group on Sunday nights prior to breaking for the Christmas break, um, and then when we get back together um, here, coming up here in a couple of weeks, we're going to jump back into that study. We've got four more weeks left, but the book of Colossians was written by Paul to a church that he had never met. You know, normally he went and he planted churches in Ephesus, in Rome, and all that. Those were churches that he planted, he started, and then he's writing these letters back to them to encourage them. Mm-hmm. They had just heard about this church in Colossae. And so Paul is, he, he starts this off, so we've not stopped praying for you since we first heard about you. Mm-hmm. Paul, he didn't have a personal connection to this church. Right. But they had heard about their faith. They'd heard about all the things they were doing. And he was like, you know what? We need to be praying for them. That's the most mm-hmm. important thing we can do for them. Mm-hmm. And then First Timothy 2, 1 Timothy 2.1, he said, I urge you, first of all, there it is again, first of all, mm-hmm. to pray for all people. Ask God to help them, intercede on their behalf, and give thanks for them. And so we're to pray for each other. We're to pray with each other. I like the interceding part. That's really good. That's right. A, that's yes. a good, good word. Mm-hmm. Really good word. So the second thing, I said the first one was probably the most important thing. The second um, thing we can do as the community is probably the most difficult, and that's to hold each other accountable. Mm. Do you yeah, like being held accountable? Um, no. and um, Or to hold other people accountable is not no. fun. Yeah, I don't – no, I don't like it, but when it's done in a way of – can I – okay – if somebody's trying to hold you accountable and they're trying to get the upper hand and they're very prideful about it, no, that's that's that's, that's, that's not different. even right. Right. But if somebody comes to you and is holding you accountable in the name of Jesus and their spirit is in the name of Jesus and they're they've got the goal in mind of literally helping you out, yes, as difficult as that is, mm-hmm. let me tell you something. That's about the most freeing thing right. you ever go through. Right. And and I don't know why that is, but yes. Yeah. I, you mean yes and no. Next week you're going to be talking about holiness and grace. Yeah. And so when we strive to, to be whole, you know, the Bible says. You know, to strive for holiness. Am I doing that or you? You are. Oh, I thought Um, you were. But we we should be striving for holiness. Not that we will ever attain it this side of heaven. Right, But the Bible still tells us we should strive for that. That's, you know, we should be working through sanctification, striving to be like Jesus. Um, And that's exactly what the goal should be by holding each other accountable. You know, when you have somebody hold you accountable, it's like, yeah, that's that's not in line with what God, Mm -hmm. how God wants me to live my life. Yeah, and there's all way to, there, there's all kinds of ways to do that. Correct. Friends need to do that with each other, but I don't. Uh, but they're not going to be like uh, like a principal coming down on you. They're going to be right. like, oh, man, like you know, like you said, is like, should you really be doing that? Right. I'm like, have you thought about have that? Have you thought about that? I mean, maybe you need to think again on that. Maybe you need to back it up a little. Maybe right. circle back around and let's think about this. Where right. what the ramifications might be on that? Exactly. So, yeah. And so I read James five sixteen again. I'd read it for the first point, but I also read it here because the first section of that says, "Confess your sins to each other and pray for each other, so that you may be healed." And, and so we are called to confess our sins to each right. other. Um, and it's not it's not easy to do. No, it's not. And it's also I think a lot of times it's easy. And you and I've talked about this, but so often we're like, you know what? That sin is between me and God. No one else needs to know about that. I can conquer that on my own. Satan, Mm-mm. it's exactly what Satan wants you to think. Mm-hmm. He doesn't want you to rely on others right. to help you to keep no, hold you No, not at all, not at all. Um, I lost my place, sorry. Oh, Galatians. 
6, 1 and 2. Dear brothers and sisters, if another believer is overcome by a sin, you who are godly, that's not you who are prideful, you who think you know more, you who right. are arrogant, you who just want to stuff it down their throat. It mm-hmm. says you who are, are more, you who are godly should what? Gently, Gently and, and humbly. humbly help that person back on the right path. Now, here's the problem. Sometimes we don't do it. In gently, a godly way, yeah. we don't do it gently, and we don't do it humbly. We do it. We don't do it with an end game of getting them back on the right path. We get it so we can put, press them down, put our foot in their neck, and just hit, dig in deeper. Right? Because you know what? Blah! You were wrong, and I'm right, and so and then it makes you thing. feel better about yourself. Exactly. Right. Well, but at least I'm not like that person. Who 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 wants to live like that? Right. I mean, and if and if and if we're like that. Why are we pretending to be a Christian? Because there's no Christianity right. God in you whatsoever. Right. When when that comes up, and be careful not to fall into say temptation mm. yourself. Share with each other. Share each other's burdens. In this way, um, obey the law of Christ. Mm-hmm. So we all have burdens. We all have things that we need help in. Right. Right. The third way we're to live in community is to serve each other. Mm. Um, and you know, I, I said we've already talked about. The fact that so often we're only worried about what we can get right. out of church, a church service, a sermon, maybe even a friendship. But mm-hmm. God calls us to serve the body. God calls us to serve each other. And Jesus right. gives us that perfect example. You know, we see that, you know, the, <clears throat> the night that he, he gets together with his disciples pretty much for the last time. And they're going to share in this meal together. Um, one of the customs of that day was for them to wash their feet. You know, they wore sandals. They walked through the dirty streets with dirt and other things in it. And so they, one of the customs was before the meal. I bet you would like somebody washing your feet. I mean, you're such a pedicure sounds good right now. I mean, I bet you would love it. So pretty much Jesus gave the disciples a pedicure. He did. Um, but anyway, so what, what, what they did was before the meal, they would have their feet washed by a servant, by a slave. And for whatever reason on this night, that didn't take place. And so we see Jesus get up from the table, takes his outer garments off. He wraps a towel around his waist, and he washes every single disciple's feet, including Judas. Think about that. He even washed Judas's feet. And he knew. Just hours before he was right. about to turn him over um, to be crucified. And, and then we see, beginning in verse 12, it says, After washing their feet, he put on his robe again. And sat down and asked, do you understand what I was doing? Jesus is always teaching. I love that. He said, you call me teacher and Lord, and you are right because that's what I am. And since I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you ought to wash each other's feet. Now, what he's saying there is not, hey, just go wash everybody's feet you come in contact with. He's saying you need to serve each other. Right, right, right. He said, I have given you an example to follow. Do as I have done to you. I tell you the truth. Slaves are not greater than their master, nor is the messenger more important than the one who sends the message. Now that you know these things, God will bless you for doing them. Wow. That story blows me away, to be honest Mm -hmm. with you. I just, uh, it blows me away of just the, uh, the magnitude of, uh, Jesus, the pressure that's on Jesus that night. Just What, what had to have been going through his mind? You know, because he knew. I mean, think mm-hmm. about when you're 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 not quite sure. You know, you, you know something's going down, but you're not quite sure, and you kind of have that pressure. Mm-hmm. I mean, he knows what's going to happen. He knows the pressure. He he's right. feeling it uh, physically, mentally. He's feeling all this, and yet, he, like you said, he's still teaching. He's still setting the example. He's still. This is what you're. T- it's you, you can't help but just be in awe mm-hmm. of Jesus Christ. Yeah. 
I don't know how anybody wouldn't just be in awe of Jesus. I right. mean, I, it amazes me yeah. what he does. I, I, I totally f- um, flabbergasted by by his by his actions, his words. And yep. I mean, this is the night before he's going to die. And last week we talked about the last words, his command that he gave before. Correct. And Jesus, the night before Jesus went to the cross, the night before all this went down, mm-hmm. this was one of the most um, hard-hitting um, learning experiences for us right. to watch Jesus. I mean, everybody needs to go back and they need to read the night before Jesus died. And right. All the stuff that he's saying. As he goes me, to the garden like, and he's praying. My goodness. I mean, that it's like, <laughs> it's like Jesus is Jesus up until that time and Jesus is like perfect and everything. But then it goes like Jesus, like what? 2.0 at this point. Right. He like ramps it up like who he is and, like who, what he was sent to do. It's right. just that last night is like, I always look at like Jesus is of like first part of his life up till that night as part one. And right. then part two right. is that night. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like, it's just amazing what, what Jesus does on that, the night before he, yep. he goes to the cross. For sure. Um, I lost my place again. First, oh, first Corinthians yeah. 12 verses 25 through 27. It says, this makes for harmony among the members. This is serving one another. Correct. Um, so that all the members care for each other. Um, if one part suffers, all the parts suffer with it. And if one part is honored, all the parts are glad. And you know that this is true with your body, right? Yep. yep. If you, um, stub your toe. Mm-hmm. Doesn't your whole body feel it? Oh yeah. If you, uh, are feeling 100% Good, your body feels it. Mm-hmm. Um, if you have somebody here at church and they're grieving or they're going through a hard time, you should feel that exactly. That should that should hurt because you're a part of that body. Right. If um, you know you go and buy a brand new car, brand new house, and life is great, you just inherited a hundred million dollars. Instead of me being jealous, I need to be extremely happy for you and get on your good side. Yeah, because I might take you to dinner. Well, I hope we get more than dinner, but anyway, yeah, we'll like see. a vacation or something. Well, that sounds. You got a hundred million dollars, bro. I expect to go down to Key West like in, tomorrow. In this weather, we yes. we'd be we wouldn't be podcasting like all we'd the way down to way. the very tip, and then there you go all the way down to the tip, you know, of Key, you know, the Florida Keys, and then there's that like another what you know, forty five minutes. Then there's that little island which is a part mm-hmm. of it. That's where I want to be. How how much did I inherit? Hundred million. I'd maybe try to buy the island. If you bought the island, I could be like the um, mayor. (laughs) (laughs) I'd do anything you wanted at this point. Just give me on that island. Just give me on that island. (laughs) Right. But I I love that. You know, it it is. You're right. You know, all the parts are honored. I love that image, though. Yeah. When someone's grieving, you know, we should we should be grieving with them. And then verse 27 there says, all of you together are Christ's body and each of you is a part of it. Exactly. You know, and that's what we're created for community. Romans 15, 2 says we should help others do what is right and build them up in the Lord. Mm-hmm. And so we we are there to um, to serve each other. Which is a good verse to pony on to the next point. Exactly. They kind of go other. hand in yeah, hand. Exactly. These really do. Encourage each other. First Thessalonians 5, 11. So encourage each other and build each other up just as you are already doing. Um, Proverbs twenty seven seventeen as iron sharpens iron, so a friend sharpens a friend. Right. And I said, oh I, I kind of paused here yesterday, and I'm like, so encouragement sometimes is is soft and fuzzy. I didn't say that yesterday, but it's like sometimes it is, where it's like, hey, great job. You're doing a right, good job. Right. Keep up the good work. I'm proud of you. Sometimes 
I read this verse here, this proverb, as iron sharpens iron, so a friend sharpens a friend. And I'm reminded of a blacksmith mm-hmm. where they take a ball maybe of metal mm-hmm. and they put it in the kiln and right. they heat it up until it's glowing. And they pull it out and what do they do? They just beat the snot out of it, right? That's pretty much been my life since October. And they shape it, right? Yeah, I've been been, I've been beaten and hammered. like, And, I've, and I've, then you've been put back in the fire exactly, again and to I'm heat back, it up. Yeah, exactly. And, and that's the process. Yeah, exactly. Until, and so sometimes that encouragement is like, hey, um, Craig. Are you really sure that's what God wants you to do? I don't know. I don't know anymore. But <laughs> hey, know. you know, whatever. You know, yeah, right. have you thought about this? Yeah. Hey, I, I was reading the other day in this, you know, book of the Bible. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not really sure that's going to align with God's will for your life. And so encouragement, yes, sometimes is, hey, great job. Keep up the good work. You're doing great. Sometimes it's on the other side of this iron sharpens iron. So a friend sharpens a friend sharpening. Sometimes you have to, you know, take off metal to be able to mm-hmm. sharpen a knife. I think of that. Well, I have another another short example of this too. Of iron um, sharpens iron is um, uh, one of our elders. His name's Dan Anderson, and he is. I don't know if he if he does this to everybody, but to me, he's always running off things and giving me like uh, like things that he has read, right? Or underlining mm-hmm. things. And he loaned me one of his uh, books by William Barclay, which is really awesome. Yeah. Um, the commentaries, and I was reading the Book of Hebrews, uh, that commentary. But that's a very good thing too because. Um, the things that he has given to me has actually been an encouragement to me where it has helped me. Right. Um, you know, and that is a part of the process. I know that's like you, you talked about, you know, encourage, hey, good job. But right. This is another one, uh, like, this is a, um, this is like, um, like biblical, but there's like, like a commentary to say, hey, here's what this means. Right. Really good stuff. And that really does. Well, and that helps take you to a deeper level exactly. spiritually, too. And it so, helps you grow yes, closer to yes, God. You were, said you were reading Hebrews. Yeah. How about the next verse? Hebrews chapter 10, verses 24 through 25 says, Let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works. And let us not neglect this, this couple of these couple of verses could be a sermon series too. Yeah. And we'll give you guys Sunday off because of the weather. Exactly. And let us not neglect our meeting together as some people do, but encourage one another. There it is again, Mm -hmm. especially now that the time of his return is drawing near. So the first part of that is, Think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works. Right. That's encouragement. Right. We need to motivate each other. We need to encourage each other. But then, and let us not neglect Mm -hmm. our meeting together as some people do. Because here's the truth. And I said yesterday, the live stream is a great resource. If you're sick, right. if you can't make it, if you know there's too much snow and you don't feel comfortable driving, understand. Absolutely. Stay home. But um, if you are like, you know what? It's easier to stay in my pajamas. Well, and to watch the live stream mm-hmm. and I can still get the sermon. I can hear the songs. It's like I'm there. Yep, exactly. It is like you're there, but you're not because you're not fellowshipping with the other believers. You're not encouraging each other. You're not building each other up. Um, you're not holding each other accountable. You're not worshiping together. Mm-hmm. You may be worship- it is important because it's um, the spirit of God puts that together exactly it's the spirit of god not my spirit it's not me just watching church right watching that i can do that anywhere exactly i can do that anywhere so yeah so i just love that reminder there's so much there and then they go back he goes back into the writer does but encourage one another exactly and then your last point was be kingdom minded and i i think if we move away from being kingdom minded Mm. we are um Deceiving ourselves to thinking that 
we're doing God's work when we're really not. Right. Because it's all about building the kingdom of God. Right. It's all about his kingdom. It's it's God's kingdom. It's Christ's kingdom. It's not my kingdom. It's not what I think the kingdom should look like. Right, right. Um, it is truly he is king, and right. so it's his kingdom. Yeah, for, and I said yesterday, Satan would love nothing more. Um, than to distract us from being kingdom-minded. Maybe to keep us busy with things exactly. going on. Exactly. Um, I, I love this verse. It's so good. I, it's, this is really, this, this is, a, this is one of those verses that it, it, it's so short and so easy. Just to the point. That it goes in one ear out there. So don't let it go. It's Colossians 3 2. Set your mind on things above, not on earthly things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. What's that mean? I mean, what's that mean for you? It means, it means for me. What's that mean for you guys listening? Yeah. Set your mind on things above, not on earthly things. Let's make it simple. When the weather's negative two. Oh, my. Okay. Right? You know, I bet heaven has some great weather today. I bet it does. It's making me smile just to think it about it. And I bet the candy canes in heaven are better than what we've been eating over the last oh, couple 100%. of weeks. Oh, 100%. Yeah. But when okay, the weather's right. when the weather's not what you expect, you yeah. still have to glorify God because it go, that's what it goes back to. When when you're kingdom minded, you're going to glorify God no matter what. Exactly. When you know some unexpected expense hits, um, yep, you still got to glorify God. Exactly. When maybe okay, I'm gonna be vulnerable when when a kid gets sick and that jams me up, and I've got to stay home and don't I'm not able to get done what I want to get done. I still have to glorify God. Um, when, you know, the list can go on and on. Right. And so when we're kingdom minded, we realize, and, and, and we're not focused on earthly things. We realize, guess what? Earthly things are going to happen. So you're saying that me, um, looking at that island just off the tip of, um, Key West is I'm focusing on earthly things. Is that what you're telling me? Mm, maybe. Okay. I'm trying to try to work that through. <laughs> right. Because it's like three degrees, bro. If I buy that island, though, yeah, I'll be there. I'm also gonna pay Zach Brown to come down and sing some island songs for us. I don't know who Zach Brown is. No, but, never uh, mind. But I'm all for Johnny Cash from Earl Haggard on that island. That'd be really tough. I don't know that I have enough okay, money for that. Dolly Parton, she's a living. Okay, we can do that. Yeah, she can sing nine to five or something. Right. I won't be working nine to five on that island. I'm just gonna <laughs> tell you that right now. <laughs> Resting nine to five. I'm exactly. sitting in the sand. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, back to our program. That's right. Matthew six thirty three. Jesus said this: "Seek the kingdom of God above all else." Some of the versions say, "Seek first the yep. kingdom of God." It says, "And live righteously, and He will give you everything you need." Boom. That There's, is again so much in that verse. That thing's been placked up, bumper stickered so much, and hung on walls so many times. We totally are not seeing that verse anymore. Right. Seek first the kingdom of God. Live righteously. <clears throat> Yep, and he'll give you what you need, not, not what, what you, you want. want, not the island, <laughs> not what you think you need. He give me what I need exactly. And you're right about the weather and yeah. everything. It's like you have to look, you have to look beyond right. circumstances. Even it's like seeking first the kingdom. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love that. When I said yesterday, there have been times in my life where I've looked back over things and, and circumstances and events that have happened, and in that moment, in those moments of those right. circumstances, I thought I knew what I needed. Right. But in reality, I look back and, and things went a different direction than what I wanted. God right. knew exactly what I needed. Exactly. Um, and he will give us the things that that we need. And so I closed out by reading that passage from Acts 2 again. Yeah. Um, and all the believers 
met together in one place and shared everything they had. They sold their property and possessions and shared the money with those in need. They worshiped together at the temple each day, met in homes for the Lord's Supper, and shared their meals with great joy and generosity. And then in verse 47, we see what they, what kind of, what they centered around. And it was, they were kingdom minded. Mm -hmm. Their, their focus was on glorifying God. It says, all the while praising God and enjoying the goodwill of all the people. And each day the Lord added to their fellowship those who were being saved. Really good. Everything they did revolved around glorifying God. Don't you love having people repeat words with you? It's so... It's That's just, fun. It, it, I, I like it because I think it makes you more aware other than just sitting there right. listening. Right. Because you're saying... Even when you're reading... But when you say it out loud, yeah. it takes on a whole new Yeah, meaning. and so we closed out and had everybody um, read the underlying words here, those who are being saved. But that last section there in verse 47 says, And each day the Lord added to their fellowship those who were being, being saved. saved. It wasn't a number. It wasn't like he padded their numbers and made them look good. It was about salvation. Right. And that goes back to Jesus' commission. Matthew chapter 28, where he says, go into all the world, preach right. the gospel, teach them everything that I've taught you, baptize them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. And um, and he gives us, I love the promise he tags on there, and I will be with you to the very end of the age. And he will. And he will. 100%. And that's what it's about is, is it's about salvation. It's about not adding to the number. It's not about, oh, yeah, we ran 350, we ran 420 today. Right. It's about the body of Christ, body of believers being together as the community, fellowshipping, worshiping, growing, learning, um, building the kingdom, building the kingdom, and then adding to your number, bringing more people in and adding to your number, those who are being saved. Right. Yeah. It's a lot. It's a lot. And, um, it's just, uh, good, good stuff. But living in community, um, is one of those things that, um, you have to decide to do. It is. It is. Decisions have to be made. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, it's more than just, you know, hey, I'm standing here and I'm just coming to church and, you know, I'm doing my thing. It's literally doing kingdom things. Right. right. And it's very difficult. Mm -hmm. um, it's very difficult because, I mean, let's be honest, we don't always feel like doing it. Right. But oh, you have absolutely. to. But you absolutely. Have to. You have to. Yep. Um, so good job on the... Um, Message. I'm looking forward to what you're gonna thank you um, throw out at us next Sunday. Uh, oh, me too. Holiness and grace. That's gonna be awesome. It will be great. So um, I'll be I'll be back here in the live stream room oh, and uh, helping sure out. Will. Helping out. Okay. <laughs> yeah. well, at least we got another volunteer in here. So <laughs> exactly. That's good. Yeah. No, holiness and grace this coming Sunday. I'm looking forward to it, and hope you guys show up, and uh, hope the weather is halfway decent for this. Oh too, man, so. there's looking like snow again toward the weekend. I don't meet. Seek first the kingdom of God above all. Think, else. think of earthly things now. <laughs> now think of keep your right. Think of things above think, not right, earthly. Think of earthly things. I'm so discombobulated right now. Yeah, right. I'm sorry. <laughs> hey, just to want to let you guys know, the RCC safety and security team has uh, recently installed AED equipment on both sides of the building. Don't forget that there's going to be an AED training held in the Connections Cafe at noon on this Sunday, January 21st. Now, this is for anybody. Um, this training is open for anybody who would like to learn more about the equipment or learn how to operate it just in case of an emergency. So I think this is good. They've been installed on this side of the building and also in the children's department. If you have any questions, you can contact Rick Clark. Um, the Red Cross blood drive, you give them blood? Okay. Maybe. Will take place uh, Maybe. a week from today, from 12 
to 6 p.m. in the RCC gym. If you guys um, need more information on that, you'd like to help, you can um, you can go to their website and you can click and get yourself do, um, registered or you can just show up. Um, also, uh, I just want to give you guys a reminder. Um, entrance building side A. That's where the office is, yep. the smaller parking lot. So entrance building side A is going to be locked Every Sunday morning at nine o'clock. So if you get here before nine, you're good. It's unlocked. If you get here after nine, it's going to be dicey to get in. And this is for safety and security reasons for our children's ministry department. And um, but we'll we'll try to keep a guy, somebody there, guys, keep a watch out. Right. So uh, you might want to think about how you're going to get in on a day it's one degree. So um, or at least call somebody and say, hey, can you let me in? Right. So on that kind of thing. So that's entrance building side A, and then. On February the 4th. Oh, yeah. At 5.30. Church potluck. is coming. Church is uh, going to be providing the meat, but we would like to know how many people are going to be here. Yep. So if you can sign up by going to reachwood.church forward slash sign up. Yep. Um, and then just check that church potluck tab. And then in the other section, just write how many adults, how many kids are going to yep. be here. Um, it sounds like there's going to be a, an array of meat. I was talking to Sue yesterday, okay. and, and she asked me to smoke some pork butts. We're gonna have some pulled pork sandwiches. Ooh, that sounds and, good. You did and good some job other at stuff. That. Yeah. Not only can you preach, sing, and have, you know, take really good care of your feet, you can also. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, uh-huh. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. So I hope you guys. Uh, hope you guys sign up. Hope you bring your family. Um, you know, we talk about living in community. We talk about being together. This is just one of those times. Just hey, we're just going to get together and eat and talk and have a good time. Exactly. And uh, when's the last time that we've done that as one big huge right. church body? Right. So. That's going to be at five thirty. Five thirty. So for so. those of you um, who are in student ministry, middle and high school, we will meet at five normal time, and then we'll come. O- or actually, we're going to be in the gym probably. So we'll just be there. And that's out. the other thing too. We do, um, we don't know if we're meeting in the fellowship hall or the gym. Yeah, probably the gym, but once we have a better grasp right, on number, right. we'll help us decide where that's going to be. Exactly. Um, if you guys would like to try a possum candy cane or a gravy candy cane, we have some left. Uh, you can get a hold of us and we'll make sure that you get one. And um, you can't go wrong with either one of them, actually. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. <laughs> you can go wrong with one of them for sure. One of them for sure. The gravy was not that bad. It wasn't that bad, no. I mean, and, it wasn't uh, the best candy can I've ever had. No, no, not at all. I mean, if you're looking for something <laughs> Christmassy, and that, that's not going to be it. So. No. Um, also, thank you to your mom for the for the coffee for the chocolate raspberry coffee. It was a thanks, mom. Yeah, it was a different <laughs> twist on coffee today, and thank you for making it. Mm-hmm. Appreciate it, absolutely. So, hope you and Christian have a great time today. And thanks wherever you decide um, to go eat lunch or whatever. Um, it is about lunchtime. It is it? about lunchtime. I'm really hoping that he decides Giordano's. Really? I may just decide. He might decide GNR. He might, but we can have GNR all the time, too. But do you? No. When's the last time you ate there? It's been a while. See? Normally when mom and dad are up. Yeah. But thank you guys for listening today and on this cold, uh, wintry, uh, whatever. Above all else, keep your eyes and minds yeah, and hearts. Wonder, wonder if there's a wonder, wonder if you can actually things. fly into that island down there, or if you have to like fly into Miami and then drive down. I don't know. How do you do that? And then you got a boat across. Don't I don't know. know. Considering I have not inherited a hundred million dollars, I really don't know that we need to worry about it. Oh, I'm banking on you doing that. So, well, pray for each other. You can pray for me in that. 
And I would definitely take you down. How do I pray about that? You know, God help it, Brandon, win this money. <laughs> I'm not asking it for myself. Right? Like, right? <laughs> That's very humble. Exactly. Very humble. I mean, I just want dinner in an island. <laughs> right? Nothing. Nothing big. And Dolly Parton. There you there go. You go. <laughs> and with that. <laughs> yeah. Lounging 925. Hey, we hope you have a great week. If you stayed with us this long, uh, bless sorry. your heart. Uh, we are sorry and we love you. But uh, have a great week. We'll catch you next week. Bye. Bye.